What's going on, everybody? My name is Sam Kruchikov, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonathan Silber, and we got a very special guest, linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals, Keandre Jones. Welcome to the Banter Broadcast. What's going on, fellas? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure always when we get somebody on that can tell their story and, you know, help others throughout their day. Um, so you have an interesting journey uh, into the NFL. You played for the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Maryland Terrapins, and you were actually team captain for the Maryland in 2019. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that shaped you into the player you are today? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, originally uh, committed to Ohio State for three years, ended up transferring to the University of Maryland uh, for my last year, which is, you know, obviously the most critical year of uh, any college ball players uh, because, you know, you never know the outcome. Um, that was my senior year, and uh, I was gifted the opportunity to be team captain uh, at the University of Maryland, which uh, I hold dear to my heart just because a lot of the work that I put in Ohio State, I feel like it never – I never got that opportunity, you know, to step into that leadership role, even though I knew I was a leader. And a lot of the guys followed me. I had three different coaches uh, when I was there, so – and then uh, Coach Meyer ended up leaving. So uh, it ultimately ultimately uh, led me to make the decision, you know, I needed to make 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 a choice for myself and go into that transfer portal and uh, be closer with my family and um, just to be a leader um, during that season, that 2019 season with Merlin was definitely special to me because I, I've always seen myself uh, in that role. How was that transfer portal like for you? I, I feel like everybody, it's – Different for everybody. I mean, you go from one school to another, and you're in a whole new system. How did that go? And then you went on to be named honorable mention All Big Ten um, after having a phenomenal year, uh, recording 15 tackles for losses and seven sacks, three forced fumbles. Those are very um, eye-opening statistics. Um, for people that only look at the statistics rather than the quote-unquote eye test, what do you have to say was the biggest factor from the transfer portal to allow you to play your best game uh, your senior year? Honestly, the transfer portal gave me uh well, first and foremost, let me just say um, what's going on with the transfer portal right now. I think uh, I had to be one of the first couple guys to, you know, put my name and actually make that, make that move. I didn't know anything about the transfer portal until it was brought to my attention, a teammate, uh, Tate Martell, um, was, who was a big-time recruit and a good friend of mine, he had uh, entered his name in the transfer portal. So um, I just felt like it was in my best interest. If I wanted to make it to that next level, I knew I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to make that decision. And um, un unfortunately, I had some things going on back at home that uh, made that decision easy for me to go back home and just, you know, start, just finish my last year there. Um, at the University of Maryland, and I'm just blessed that that transfer portal was there to let me uh, be able to do that. Um, I used it to my advantage. Um, I didn't want anything given to me. Uh, I told Coach Loxley, who I'm really good, I've known for a long time since high school, um, that, uh, you know, once I come here, I don't want anything given. I want to earn everything just like I earned everything, uh, earned all my reps at Ohio State. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you put, just put your head down and work. And, um, you know, now we're here about three, almost three years later. Um, I have a 
I was able to play in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, most would say that is their highlight of their career. But honestly, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah, and we'll definitely get to some of those stories that you've had uh, on that legendary run uh, to the Super Bowl. But you already, I think, mentioned a little bit, but I want you to go a little deeper. You said that transferring um, allowed you to increase your leadership role. And you've already started mentioning little bits about how you wanted nothing given, just earn everything. How else would you describe uh, your difference in leadership going from Ohio State to Maryland? Well, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a prestigious school, high school, uh, coming out um, when I was coming out for college. Uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel, which uh, Stefan Diggs is one of the major names, and I reiterate Stefan's name because he's obviously he just signed a contract extension for like 124 mil. So um, those are the people that uh, and then Dorian Daniel, Sam Mustafer. Um, just to name a few, Jelani Jenkins. I mean, all these guys uh, had already uh, been at my high school. And these these were guys that were, you know, team captains and leaders uh, at the council, uh, my high school I attended. So, um, honestly, I just looked up to them. And um, it's, it's kind of like your teammates, your peers pick it for you, you know. It's more so of a locker room thing, uh, the guys on the team that you you see every day. So um, stepping in that role was easy for me when I got to college because I was already a two-time uh, captain, at, uh, you know, coming out of high school. So um, like I said, I never got the opportunity at Ohio State, but uh, I'm pretty sure if you talk to anybody or if you um, – it's this video of my last game when I played Ohio State uh, when I was at Maryland. And um, at the end of the Ohio State game, Everybody's approaching me. I mean, from coaching staff to the strength coach to, I mean, just everyone, like all the all my teammates, former teammates. And uh, I would say that was one of my best memories from my football career personally. Um, and that's and that's over like the Super Bowl. That's over all my accolades. You know, being an All American, I can care less about all that stuff. It just showed you the hard work and uh, you know that everybody was paying attention, they seen it, you know? So that made me just good about, you know, the foundation I laid uh, Ohio State. That's why I was able to leave and, you know, know that I gave it my all. I, it's just unfortunate. You just don't have that opportunity. And that goes to show with guys like, uh, um, I'm, I forget his name, but uh, he just got drafted. He uh, transferred uh, from Ohio State to Alabama um, wide receiver, uh, Jameis. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. We'll 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 double yeah. check it right now. He's um he's um uh, he was a 12th pick. I want to say. Well, to pick. who? To um, I want to say it was Detroit. Um, I'm checking right now the the draft board from last night. That's um, Williams. Yep. There we there go. you go. He was there. We got it. Guys and guys like that, you know, that just get uh kind of kind of you know overlooked, you know, are never just mm-hmm. get there. And um, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity with the transfer portal. Of course, and you were talking a little bit about the emotions um, that football can bring out. A lot of time, the media loves to focus on either the good or the bad, what you did do or what you could have done, but they tend to shy away from what the game meant to you 
And in that case, you're playing against your former team that you played for three years on. And this is your college experience. I'm sure you did a lot of growing as an individual during this time as well. Can you speak to the emotion that you felt behind that game specifically? Um, obviously, you wanna you wanna perform and you know go out there, and, you know make it making a personal thing. But for me personally, uh, I have already won when I got the opportunity to start uh, at my hometown school. Uh, it was a it was a pleasure just to go back and uh, see a lot of my former teammates and know that they're you know they were having success and I, I was also having success. Um, so it was. I wasn't really too emotional that day, but like I said, at the end of the game, when everybody did come up to me, and um, you know, just gave me, you know, gave me love, and you know, showed me, you know, the respect that I, I that I wanted, um, and I I deserved. I felt like because uh, three years at a program, <laughs> you put you put in your all into it. I mean, that's from classes to whatever, you know. So I made that sacrifice leaving home. And um, just to get that love and that reciprocation was um, one of my favorite memories. And I actually had that a picture frame where like all my guys are like around me, and I'm just like in the middle. Um, so that's how important it is to me. I got I'm gonna hang it up on my uh, in my house one day. So yeah, I mean, football is not just all about the wins and losses. There's a lot of those personal connections that you make with your teammates, with all your guys. And I'm sure that that's become a big support system for you as you've been making your way through the NFL. Um, and let's transition to that. Um, right now, this week is a very big one for a, a bunch of young college athletes waiting to hear their name called in the NFL draft. And you were actually signed as an undrafted free agent. So do you have any advice for all the players that are sitting there waiting for their name to be heard that it might take a little longer and that you have to keep that grind going uh, if the, you really want to achieve your dreams of making it to the NFL? Yeah, um, it's crazy that the NFL draft is, uh, I think, like I said, I'm going on my third year, and it just feels like yesterday, like I got in the league. But I've I, uh, I've accomplished so much. Um, looking back, I know for a fact I wouldn't have done it any different way. Um, it was unfortunate. During my year I was coming out, I was not able to have a combine. Uh, I didn't get no senior invite to any bowl game. Um, I didn't get no preseason. <laughs> so all the things, you know, you need for like your job, your first job interview, I wasn't able to, you know, able to do. So I know sitting on, you know, the, the three days, um, you're just, you're, you're anticipating, you know, who's, who's going to get me, who's going to get me. And you don't want anybody that's not a team calling your phone. I mean, I probably had family members calling my phone. I'm like, please don't call me. I'm <laughs> like, you know, you're, Nerves are all, all all over the place, and um, honestly, I, it didn't it didn't matter to me because I understood that I needed one team just to believe in me and give me an opportunity. And at the end of the day, that's all you need was just an opportunity. And looking back, it was uh one of the best places I could have went to was Chicago because I ended up getting uh doing the whole camp, ended up on the last day, uh getting released, and um. But that whole experience, I gave him my all. So uh, when I did get released that that final day, I wasn't sad because at the end of the day, I really did put my all into it. And you know, a lot a lot of times in life, you may come up short, 
but uh, I have strong faith. I'm a strong believer in uh, continuing just to work hard. And I was fortunate enough two days later to get a call by the Cincinnati Bengals, who who was the only team to work me out um, before COVID really, you know, put us on lockdown, which was just crazy to think about. And that's really just been my story the, the last couple of years, just in my football career. Um, and I don't even look at myself as the underdog. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big believer in faith and you must continue to just to work when nobody's looking. And two days later, Cincinnati picked me up. And ever since, uh, I've been with the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, one thing that you could clearly tell, I can tell just from this conversation, is that you have this sense of optimism around you where a lot of other people might get really down by these setbacks, these hurdles. But would you say that it's that optimism, that faith that you're talking about that really helped you overcome these struggles, the not having a combine, making a very difficult path to the NFL that probably no other real uh, draft class ever really had to go through? It was that COVID year. Everything was difficult and different. Would you say that's what helped you really guide through to make it to this level? Absolutely. Um, and then also, uh, you know, in life, you're going to – I think you talked about it earlier uh, about, like, wins and losses. Um, it's so much bigger than football for me. And uh, recently I've, I've taken a lot of losses uh, during that playoff run. Uh, I lost one of my close high school friends who I had to bury. Um, he was only 26. He I'm had, sorry for your loss. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. And that's the thing about life. You know, you, you go through uh, you go through losses. But uh, as much as you go through losses, uh, there are some good times. And um, he actually came to that playoff game. Uh, against the Raiders when we didn't win in like 30 years, which was crazy. And um, which even which is even crazier, he lived in Chicago. Um, I ended up getting released from Chicago, but it was just crazy to know that uh, he got to experience that with me for his final, you know, final days. And uh, the two days later before the Kansas City game to go to the Super Bowl, uh, he was supposed to he was supposed to come up. And uh, I received a, I received the text message from his younger brother, who I'm like I said I'm really close to his family. So he uh, told me, you know, my my guy had passed away, um, and uh, you know I just carried that, I just used that as fuel, and um, we ended up going to the Super Bowl. We ended up going to the Super Bowl. So I know he was with me. I ended up giving uh, my conference championship, um, my conference uh, division championship. Jersey to his um his family um when I went to go be a pallbearer for him so that was dope to do because he was begging he's like key I need a jersey I need a jersey I said I got you he doesn't know the jerseys like they they taxes for him so <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't able to give him a jersey in time but I'm sure he's he's happy that he got he has the official one and um yeah like like I said life is all about wins and losses. And I took another one uh, recently with uh, Dwayne Haskins, who was my roommate at uh, Ohio State. Um, and I'm just learning just to, like, live life a little bit more with the, with the two passings. Um, my friend, my close friend from high school being 26 and Dwayne being 24, I'm learning just to live in a moment. I'm not really, uh, not really sure what the future holds, but I know I, I can control what I can control today. And um, that's why I appreciate you guys' time and having me on this podcast because I take moments like this. I don't take like moments like this for granted. And um, very appreciative and grateful uh, for uh, every day I get to play this game, everything I, every day I get to enjoy life. 
of course and it's really important for everybody to carry the people um that have been with them throughout their entire life and throughout their journey uh if they're here or not in their hearts it's it's just something that you come to realize as you get older i think that um you can't take anything for granted like you were saying and i'm i'm sorry to hear about the passing of your friend and of course um Dwayne Haskins i i'm a Steelers fan so that news kind of hit me pretty bad i can imagine how it hit you knowing him personally um it's just a difficult situation a fortunate situation as well but there's not much to be said about how um these players have impacted the NFL like i i really don't care it's about how they've affected friends family loved ones teammates that camaraderie um that brotherhood if you want to call it um and those memories last a lifetime there's no yeah. other way to put it absolutely um uh, my favorite thing when i was growing up be i'm here for a good time not a long time but um i try to i try to like change that narrative and um now my my new thing is like die empty and by die empty for me it just means give as much as me to the world and uh to my you know to my family my friends or anybody that i encounter um i just want to be a positive light and positive energy you know to the ones around me uh whether that's you guys or you know anybody my teammates so uh i think just as much uh just being a good person man at the end of the day and and, and uh just giving as much as me i should be exhausted by the time my time is up whenever that is you know yeah and obviously it sounds like these difficulties not just in football, not just your career, but in the personal life has really shaped you into who you are today. That's really been able to give you that kind of push. Um, like you said, making it all the way to the Super Bowl. So um, if you don't mind, let's transition into talking about that playoff run because that was just so much fun to watch. Um, from the outside looking in, it seemed like the Bengals were written off as the underdog in almost every series that you guys were in. And yet you just kept proving people wrong, beating the Raiders and then the Titans and then the Kansas City Chiefs, just making it all the way to that moment. Um, what was that playoff run like in the locker room? Just how were the emotions running high after every single win? And what was the confidence like going into that Super Bowl? Man, um, last, I mean... We're still fresh off the season, for real, to be honest. You know, uh, February 13th was the Super Bowl. And uh, I, honestly, uh, like I said, with the devs, man, I just wasn't able to enjoy it. Like, I think I'm going really, to really be able to reflect and enjoy it when I'm, like, done with football. But um, it was amazing. Um, I know the locker room, the culture definitely shifted. It was it changed before in, in the beginning of the season. We had a lot of new free agents with us who uh, were guys that, you know, obviously I looked up to like Von Bell, uh, Michael Thomas, um, just a bunch of veterans. And um, they had that locker room. And um, as a younger guy, you just pay attention to what they're doing and hope that you're doing it to the best of your ability. And me starting off on the practice squad, um, I just had to make sure I was ready whenever my number was called which uh, was the first game I was activated was um, the San Francisco game. And uh, ever since then, yeah, we made that, we made that run. And honestly, like I said, I feel like um, 
I didn't get to enjoy it the way I wanted to because I was so, you know, locked in on what, what was going on back home. But uh, that experience, uh, I was told it's hard to get back here. So um, I did. I enjoyed more so having my family there for the whole experience. Like everyone was living through me, you know. A lot of a lot of guys that didn't make it to this level are, you know, my family and friends that couldn't attend a game. I was able to get to a game. Um, really, I, I honestly, I hope everybody else around me got to enjoy and really feel that because, like I said, uh, it's so much bigger than a game. Uh, it has given so much to me, but it, it takes a lot to get back to where we where we're trying to go. And I know there's so much more work on my part that I need to, you know, do and uh, achieve a lot of more goals I need to achieve. So uh, a great experience, though. Let's talk about that work a little bit. What are the the next steps moving forwards for you? What can you do uh, to your game in regards to football? And, of course, in regards to the development of your professional career as a player in the NFL? Absolutely. Um, That work... um... It took me 15 years to get in this position. Uh, people don't look at it like that. Um, I started playing football while I was like 11 or 10. Um, and uh, I, I tell you, yeah, it took me 15 years just to get to this, you know, this level or this this uh, this amount of success or whatever you want to call it, or however that looks. And uh, it really doesn't stop. No routine uh, changes for me. I have to continue to just put my best foot forward as in, making sure I'm eating healthy, making sure I'm taking care of my body, investing into my body a lot more. Uh, And you don't realize that because you're kind of like coddled in college with a, you know, a schedule and people being on you. But when you get to the league, it's, it's, uh, it's in your best interest to make sure you're being a professional. And like I said, I really do generally look up to the older guys. I've always been like that since I was in high school, like just trying to figure out what are, what are the guys before me doing? You know, what are the vets doing? Are they coming in early? Are they staying at the practice? Or, you know what I'm saying? Are they, how much film are they watching? You know, so I just try to take bits from everybody I encounter in the locker room or, you know, this guy might be doing something that I may be struggling with, you know? So uh, just try to be a student, student of the game. Yeah. And so what would you say then are your goals uh, for next season? Not just personally, but as a team as well. Oh, we gotta win that Super Bowl. <laughs> it's 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 simple as that. It's simple as that. I mean, you make it all that way. We have to finish it. We have to finish the job, and uh, we gotta have that parade downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> so, where do you think you guys stack up against your division? You've got the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. I mean. We could talk about the QBs all we want. You, you've got Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson now in this division, Joe Burrow, of course, and now Mitch Trubisky in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, how do you think you stack up against these teams, and are you excited for these matchups headed into next season? Oh, definitely excited for these matchups. Um, I think we stack up very well. Um, a lot of support is behind Joe, but with the with the culture that we locker room Joe doesn't have to do everything on his own and he knows that and uh I mean everybody in the locker room knows that uh it's a team game not it's not a one-man show and uh that's what's so good about Cincinnati um it's a lot of uh humble 
uh, hardworking guys in that locker room that makes, you know, everyone else's jobs easy. It's easy to come to work. It's easy, you know, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a family environment and you don't get that in a lot of places. Yeah, and just speaking of Joe Burrow, as a defensive player, you're the one that sees him up close and personal in practice. You're the one that has to go up against him and get those reps to try to slow him down. And you get that frustration that every other team in the NFL gets to feel when they face him on the football field. What is that like to just see him go through his work and then feel the struggle of all the other teams and trying to figure out a way to slow him down? (laughs) I guess it's easy to say because I was at Ohio State with Joe that uh, now that, you know, Jordan won the Heisman and won a national championship and took us to the Super Bowl, like, I done seen Joe, you know, before, you know, before everybody knew Joe was Joe, you know, Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call it. But um, he's the same He's the same guy with the same hard work ethic. Um, I mean, you know you're going to get his best. He's just a competitor. He wants to win. I mean, if you play this game, that's what you have to you have to have. You have to have that dog mentality, that uh, that that hunger to win. And um, I don't, I don't think anybody would disagree. You want to be around somebody with that, with that mindset and that mentality. That huge win against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship cemented Joe Burrow as one of the elite young QBs in the NFL. Period. There's no debate about it anymore. From that moment on, you saw him. Stopped developing into this player and he became that player. But throughout the playoffs, how have you seen him grow differently um, to what you know people see in the media, whatever? We see him winning games on Sundays, um, but in the locker room, um, how has his leadership developed throughout this playoff run? <clears throat> Sorry, and his confidence. Yeah, Joe's not somebody that's a loud, you know, loud guy or um, even even like he's going to – he's not he's, – like I say, he's a competitor. You're not going to get a lot of words from Joe. <laughs> More so actions like he's going to make you step up your game, you know. So that's where – that him as a leader steps in because he's more of an action guy. He's not gonna. He's not a rah rah guy. But if he if it needs to get there, Joe has it in them to be that guy for us. But um, like I said, we have so many guys that are leaders on the team. It's hard to just narrow it down and just say you know Joe. But um, that's the quarterback, and you know you got to stick beside your quarterback always. And as a defender, I'm I'm definitely riding with my my guy. And speaking of another big leader on the team, um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, Jamar Chase won Rookie of the Year as a wide receiver. We don't see that too often in the NFL, so when it does happen, you got to you know perk your ears up and really focus on what's going on there. That uh, connection from Joe to Jamar was electric. Um, what do you expect from that going forward? And then just how was that ride of seeing him develop so quickly into the player that he is right now? Um, it was awesome. It was it was it was awesome to see um, a rookie come in and do what he does. Um, almost like he adapted and adjusted to the league, um, like they didn't miss a beat in uh, college. <laughs> and to see it up and close and personal person was definitely uh it was definitely a uh, fun to see. Um, obviously he's a competitor too, and um, hopefully we can keep that going into year two for him. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of blessings coming his way because he does look like the future of the NFL, or he is the future of the NFL for wide receivers. 
Of course, and this duo, we call it a duo because it's Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, the people that won a national championship at college, go to the Super Bowl. That translates, that team environment translates. But at the same time, this is uncharted waters. They've never been to a Super Bowl. You've never been to a Super Bowl. How was the preparation like for what people call the biggest game? Was there pressure around it? Was the environment everything that people were building it up as? Um, take us into your experience for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, no. Um, me personally, anytime I get game day, uh, I have this feeling, not a nervous feeling, but an anticipation, anxious uh, just waiting to get to the, you know, stadium. That's on any game day since I was, I mean, <laughs> playing uh, at 10 years old. You know, I get this feeling, and um, I hope that feeling never goes away, which I doubt it it will for my love of the game. Um, but, yeah, same same routine, same thing that, you know, uh, each individual that I've played with, these guys have played in, like, the Rose Bowls, national championships. I mean, big games, uh, SEC ball, Big Ten, whatever you call it. So uh, necessarily you shouldn't – I don't think any of us was looking at it as, you know, this is this is a big game or making it bigger than what it needed it to be. Obviously, we know we're playing in the Super Bowl. That's the goal. That's everyone's goal when you play this game to get to that that big stage. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I was uh, – before kickoff, I'm seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, announce the, the, the team's and I'm little, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little I was a little starstruck. I don't get starstruck, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> literally, literally like 15, 20 yards away. I'm uh, doing my little pregame stretches uh before kickoff. And I had a lot back in and tell myself, hold up, <laughs> it's a, it's time to it's time to play ball. So um, but other than that, that and he's out here screaming, he's out here <laughs> screaming, getting the whole stadium hyped. Hey, yeah, man. It was it was dope. It was cool to see. Um I honestly couldn't which what other celebrities were there because like I said I didn't look at it as any you know different or make it bigger than what it was but um to just see Dwayne right in front of me you, you can't really it. miss him <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna miss you're not gonna miss a dude like that so um you knew you knew the uh <laughs> you knew what you you had to bring to the table in a game like that and it just made everything more fun and uh and honestly goodbye I mean yeah, uh, we got to we got to get back. We got to get back. And the whole moment must have been just larger than life. And um, earlier on our podcast, we had the chance to speak to uh, Gary Reason, Super Bowl champion. And what he was talking about was how the anticipation leading up to the game was way more nerve wracking than the game itself. That once you get in the game, it's like like how you're talking about. It's just a game. You've been doing this for your whole life. You know what you're doing. You know the motions. It's that anticipation the day before Saturday is the hard day, not Sunday. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I definitely agree. The anticipation, uh, I mean, I felt like we was practicing for, uh, like, training camp. Not in a sense of the intensity, but <laughs> how long it took to just get to that first game one, you know. I mean, that, that one game uh, Super Bowl, um, you know, the anticipation. I mean, you're putting so much into it, trying to make sure you're perfect. But you know – on game day, nothing's ever going to be perfect. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of, you know, looking back at the film, a lot of things weren't perfect. But um, as a team, we stuck together. And uh, unfortunately, L.A. came out with the win. 
And um, that's up to us to make sure that ne we never feel that type of that type of uh, pain again, because it is painful getting all that weight and losing. At the end of the day, there can only be one winner every year. That can't be understated. That's very difficult to do. Your goal as a team, as a player, is to get back to that moment. Give yourself the best opportunity to do it again. But in regard to the Super Bowl, what was your favorite moment from that game um, that you're just going to remember for the rest of your life? Well, that's that's one of those <laughs> that's one of those things where, like I said, you lose. I don't know if you want to remember losing in the Super Bowl because that's all you're going to be remembered for. But the opportunity, like I said, to have my family, a couple of my family members there, uh, which is most most importantly was my mother. She uh, actually got engaged at the Super Bowl. Um, so, and her 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 husband or her future husband, fiance. Um, he told me, I think it was like two days before the game. He was like, one of us leave with a ring. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. My mom ended up getting one. So, uh, that's, uh, is going to be one of my favorite memories from that, my Super Bowl experience, just, uh, seeing my mom, uh, get engaged because, uh, she deserves it and she deserves so much more. So, uh, definitely a memorable moment and uh, a funny moment, like I said, because uh, uh, I told him uh, before the Super Bowl, I was like, hey, hey you got lucky with these tickets. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan on paying for two, but uh, nah, he's, he's he's great. He makes my mom happy. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, you know, him to be a part of the family. So uh, shout out to my mom. Well, before we go on, I just want to say congratulations for that. That's always a happy moment. And we love to hear that. Um, but going to the Super Bowl, before you got there, you had to win a very tough game in overtime against the Chiefs. And yeah. uh, that was two back-to-back -back overtime games for the Chiefs, which caused a lot of controversy in the NFL, so much so that they had to change the overtime rules going into the next postseason. What do you think of that whole switch-up? Now both teams have a chance to have the ball on offense and on defense. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's fair. Give the fans what they want to see. They want to see both offenses uh, have a chance as a defense. It is what it is. We don't we don't make the rules. We, I, I feel like we don't get no say at all. It's an offensive league, but uh, it's up to us to make sure we shut whatever down, whatever offense that does get a chance. We make sure we we come out on top. So uh, it's an offensive league. So you you knew they was gonna change it. <laughs> of course, and of course, before we wrap this up. Um... I just want to go into a little bit about, uh, again, tying it back into your college experience. You earned a degree in communications from Ohio State. And how, how did that work with uh, the transfer protocol? Did you get the degree from Ohio State or from Maryland? So by the degree, <laughs> so people want to know about the degree. So I ended up doing three years at Ohio State and transferring to the University of Maryland. Uh, unfortunately, I did not earn my degree yet. Actually, just um applied uh for summer classes finishing up my degree so that's an exciting moment right now for me uh to get that because come on you, you know three years and then uh one year at Merlin I gotta get this finished uh personal goal for me um but yeah I'm a, uh I'm big into like sports broadcasting I might go coach and I might go entrepreneurship who knows what the future holds but um 
I got to finish this degree first. <laughs> no, of course, of course. And I bring that up because I'm actually about to graduate from FSU this weekend with a communications degree as well. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. I, I just wanted to go into a little bit of how important is it for you to finish school? Um, and a lot of NFL players elect not to. They sometimes just take that three-year route, go into the pros, uh, collect their checks and move on. Um, but how important is, is getting that degree and finishing school for you? I think for me personally, um, once I start something, I feel like I have to finish it. And that's the most important thing. When you start something, you finish it. And I've been pursuing this for a long time, put a lot of hours, countless hours, long nights. <laughs> so I might as well go ahead and finish it. That's the goal for me. Uh, any advice for anybody else um, from my recruits you need school to get to that next level <laughs> so I would if I was you I would go hard in the classroom I would ask for help I would uh, do your homework um, the basics the basics uh, did could I have done better obviously we all could have done better at something but um, I'm, I'm here to tell anybody that's listening to this stay in school get your degree if you don't want to get your degree, it's okay not to know right away, but just have a plan. Have a plan together, whether you want to go into entrepreneurship or however you want to do it, you know. Um, just have a plan. Just have a plan. And if you don't, uh, just continue to work hard, man, wherever that looks like, however that looks like to you. No, can nobody tell, tell you how your success looks, <laughs> you know. Do whatever, you know, you feel is successful for you, you know. So you define your own success. Absolutely. Just find your own Super Bowl and go compete, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, anyways, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We got into some heavy topics, into some football. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. And for everyone watching, if you guys enjoyed, um, do you want to shout anything out? Um, plug anything right now? Where can the people find you? <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, uh, underscore Keandre Jones, underscore. And um, I recently just actually made a Twitter. I know it might be crazy, but I actually just made a Twitter, Twitter my first Twitter account. Uh, In 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on social media, but uh, I understand it's, it's, it works well for Brandon. And uh, I need to be more active on there. So Twitter is underscore Keandre Jones, underscore. Perfect. Thank you. Shout out to the Bengals and my mother. Of course. <laughs> shout out shout out to the Bengals and your mother and you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody, make sure to leave a follow, a like, wherever you're watching, listening. We love every single one of you guys. Take care.